0: This is the Equip podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Well, good to have you again on the Equip podcast today. I actually want to do uh, something a little unusual. I want to take you through a day in my life and in my daily routine. Now, first off, I just want to say This feels so self-serving and odd and awkward to me because I don't think there's anything unique or unusual about my daily routine. But I have found, actually, as I've listened to other leaders, as I've listened to other pastors during this kind of quarantine, coronavirus, all of the stuff going on, one of the most helpful things actually has been just insight into What does everybody's day look like? How do they manage their energy? How do they keep themselves from being hectic, from being just all over the place inside? And so I want to give you a little insight in. I don't have a perfect daily routine. I don't do everything perfect every day in this routine. Ask any member of my family, they will tell you that I am not a perfect person. I'm not a robot. I'm a human. I mess up just like everybody else. But The reason I want to talk about what does a daily routine in the kind of time of social distancing and all of that look like is because I think one of the most helpful tools God gives us to slow down our mind and our heart is actually to change our schedule and our rhythms. So I want you to take a look, even as I'm walking through some of these standard rhythms in my life, and just ask yourself this question, what am I doing in a busy and hectic time, to have a quiet and peaceful heart. If the heart is where the center of all your life comes out of, the most important thing you need to actually monitor is daily the condition of your heart, the condition of your life before Jesus. And so, I want to stress, you need to take some time to think through your habits if you're going to have a chance to slow down. I was super convicted a couple weeks ago when Troy taught through Habakkuk chapter 2, and at the end of chapter 2, the prophet just says, let all the earth be silent before God. And I remember Troy saying, this is this that call, like out of the Psalms, be still and know that I'm God. And what I knew was inside of my own heart and my own life, I didn't have a quiet heart. I didn't have stillness in my soul before God. I had just the churn of needing to know more. I was feeling the anxiety that I know a lot of us feel right now of needing to forecast the future. I've called it becoming an armchair epidemiologist. I mean, just think about it, guys. How many of us have thought at all about viruses since like the seventh grade? I know I haven't. Like I think we studied that in natural sciences class or something like that way back in the day. And now all of a sudden, some of us are like, I know what's going to happen in September with the viral spread rate. It's going to be this. And then vaccinations. Well, you know, vaccinations take... None of us know anything about that. Why Why do we think we know anything? Well, it's because in the uncertainty, we actually feel the need to figure out the future. I want to offer this advice. This is really the transcendent message of the podcast this week. If you're spending all your time trying to figure out the future, you are not a being that was designed by God to live in the future. You live in the present. That's the only moment you live in. It's the only moment that you can actually think toward controlling. So if you spend all your time living into the future, you're going to bring anxiety into the present. And so what we need to do is build habits and rhythms in life that slow us down that help us to think, and that give us a quiet heart and a clear mind. So I'm going to walk you through, I'll call it an ideal day in my normal life of what I'm doing as a person, as a dad, as a pastor. So first things first, ideal day for me, I wake up ideally around like six o'clock, something like that. I have guys I work with here who are super early risers, and they're up at five o'clock, and they're going, I absolutely hate it when I wake up and I look over at a five on the clock. That just fe- I feel depressed. I'm sore enough as it is. I'm 37 years old and I'm trying to run more. And so generally what I do, the first thought I have is, oh, why do I feel so bad right now? Like, why is my body sore? So that's the first thing I do to help ground myself in my humanity is I remember I am definitely not superhuman because I am sore every morning when I wake up. So little more insight than you needed. 6 a.m., I'm generally awake. What I want to do, the first thing that I want to do is take some time to just take a deep breath and remember who I am before God. So what I actually do is I do my F-260 plan reading. We will link, by the way, to that F-260 plan in the notes. Nothing I have done in the coronavirus time, has been more helpful to me spiritually than the daily habit of simply reading a little bit of scripture and saying, God, what do you want to say to me today? That there's nothing I've done that has grounded me more. So what I do is if I'm up at six, the first thing I do, I'm headed into the restroom, you you know, doing the daily morning business. But then I actually, this is going to seem a little weird, I often read my F-260 plan in the bathroom because I'm kind of up earlier than other people in my house. And I want actually the first sort of things I do to be to set my mind on God. And so I'm clearing my head with a shower and then I'm reading scripture. And if I could read scripture in the shower, I would do that because I am most at peace when I'm taking a shower. I, have, I don't have a waterproof Bible though, but if I had one, I guarantee you, I would do my Bible reading in the shower. But I'm not because that's weird and I'm not that geeky as a human being to try to figure that out. What I want to do is I want to start my day in the scripture. So I know the temptation, and I'm going to tell you this morning, I blew it on this one because the first thing I did was grab my phone and read the news. That is not actually a great routine and discipline for me in my heart and my life. I need to grab my Bible and hear from God before I grab my phone and hear from the latest news. So First thing, six o'clock, read my Bible. It takes about 10 minutes. I don't take two hours. I just want to hear a thought from God for the day. I want to quiet my heart and remember who I am in Christ. And then I just want to offer a quick prayer to Him before I head out. I take a look through my daily calendar, deep breath, and I pray to God. And before I leave the bathroom to go out to the rest of my day, I've had actually some time in Scripture and some time in prayer. And then I'm kissing Crystal and the kids, saying bye to them if they're up getting breakfast. And generally, I'm headed into the office by around 8 o'clock, maybe a little earlier than that on a number of my days. Now, I still do head into my office because at Cornerstone, we have about five people in the offices. And so the quietest and safest place to meet for me to be socially distanced from other people has been in my office. And what I do when I get in my office, this is kind of habit number one was don't do anything before scripture. Habit number two for me has been bathe the day in pauses to pray. Like pause. Actually, when I walk in the door to my office, the first thing I try to do every day is just take a deep breath and then pray a one or two sentence prayer to remind myself, God, you're King and Lord of the universe. I'm not. I'm here to serve you and love people today. Let me do that by the power of your Spirit. Don't jump into my email before I pray. Just slow down. And what I do, this is where my iPhone has been a huge help to my spiritual life, is I just set a few reminders for myself all throughout the day. You know, you can just get into the, the you know, timer app or whatever they call that fancy doohickey app where you can set tons of alarms and just set like five of them. So I have one that goes off at 10.02. I have one that goes off around the lunch hour. I have a pause thing that happens in the middle of the afternoon. And so what I've found is multiple rhythms. I learned this from Charles Spurgeon. I read his biography a long time ago. And what Spurgeon said is he made it a rhythm that every time he transitioned from one activity to another, he would pause in the middle of that transition to acknowledge God and, and to pray. And I thought that was just brilliant. So he's like, that five seconds of prayer, God, I'm your child. I need you. It settled his heart and his mind. So pausing to pray throughout the day, set a timer, set a reminder. I'm going to forget it. I'm going to want to act like I'm not a dependent person. I, and so that timer really has helped me out, Learn from Charles Spurgeon that way. The other thing that I want to say, the first two habits, Scripture before everything else, pausing to pray throughout the day. They're doing what I consider to be the most important duty of any Christian in the middle of a crisis, which is to actually remember that you're a child of God. The most important thing that I do actually is not something I do. It's something I remember about who I am, because I'm a human being, not a human doing. And I think in crisis, our churn of anxiety and activity can go up so quickly that we forget to pause and remember who we are. So, Scripture pauses to prayer. Okay, so then that kind of encompasses my day, which is full, like many uh, workers right now, of Zoom meetings and teleworking and all that sort of stuff. And then I'm headed home, let's call it, you know, five o'clock or something like that. Here has been something that has been tremendously helpful for me. Third habit of my day is that when I get home, I try to basically change out-of-work clothes and get outside. Like, don't veg out in a TV program. Don't turn on technology. The first thing I want to do is get outside and get moving. I'm one of those people. Some people are early-in-the-morning workout people. I am not that way. I want to work out late in the afternoon. So I go outside. I play with the dog. I play with the kids, or I go on a run, or I go on a walk with Crystal. I do something active outside as the first thing I do. That clears the Zoom fog out of my brain. And so, and this is the other hint for me inside this. At least half of the time in that, I am not listening to a podcast or some other thing while I'm doing that outside activity. I, I've been running throughout the coronavirus time. So I run, right now I'm averaging five or six days a week where I go out on a run. And in that, some of the time I listen to podcasts, and I like doing that, and I like listening to music. But I've just found when I go out and walk the dog, it's really helpful for me to pop the headphones out of my ears and just hear the noise of my neighborhood. And so I've been trying to not listen all the time to digital stuff in my ears. I want to just get the noise out and I just want to be present in the physical space outdoors. So third habit for me in the coronavirus time is I work out outside every day. And by workout, guys, sometimes that is jump on the trampoline with the boys. Sometimes that is run around with the dog and throw a ball. I want to be active doing real things in real places. Outdoors, it it grounds you. Okay, fourth habit. We come to dinner time, and this, I hate this about myself, but this is totally what I want to do. If there is a lull in boring conversation at any moment, I want to check my dumb phone. I, I just want to. I know that temptation. I want to sit at the dinner table, and once we're done eating and I'm bored with the conversation, I want to read the news. That is not a healthy practice for me. So what I've found is dinner time is my signal to dock the phone. So by the time I hit dinner, if I need to do a quick check of something, it needs to happen before I got the food on the plate and the kids at the table. And so dinner is when I dock the phone. I think that would be a great habit for any person. If you have kids, it is a crucial habit for you. Because if your children believe you love the glowing like technology device in your hand more than you like conversing with them, you're wrong you're in the wrong place with your kids. So you, you got to get the phone docked. But I don't just say this to parents with kids. I actually think single adults face a deep temptation inside of this time frame to give themselves excuses to do unhealthy things. And so just because you're not sitting down at the table with kids looking at you doesn't mean that it's not a good idea to set your phone away once you hit dinner time. So my advice is dinner time is the signal for you to dock your phone. And don't run back to it immediately. Get it out of your pocket and get it plugged in and charging. Get it physically away from you. That that fourth routine has really helped me. Okay, now, after that, after dinner time is family time for me. It's relationship time. So it would be the time that even if I wasn't at home with my family, I'd make a special call on Zoom to a friend. I'd FaceTime somebody who I was close to. For me, it's I go on a walk with Crystal or I play with the boys or we pop popcorn and we've been watching the wonderful National Geographic channel on Disney+. Plus. I don't know why, but my kids are really into like Alexander's tomb or like finding ancient things right now using modern technology. I don't know why we're into this as a family. We're into this. So we are watching an educational program or we are playing a fun game could be running around outside, could be playing charades, we could be playing Uno, but we're doing some sort of thing where we're having fun with the people who are around us and who are important to us. And then, a uh, sixth thing that I do is I don't watch the news before bed, I read books. I read before I go to sleep. And so, ideal day for me, I... Uh, get the kiddos moving toward their bed, and then basically I spend some time reading, and then I talk to Crystal, and then I go to bed. Hopefully, I'm hoping around 10, 10.30. That's my, my norm. Okay, so I'm going to review all of the ideal day for me, and then I'm going to try to draw the principles out of this. I'm up at about 6.00. I'm going into the bathroom, and oddly enough, I'm not leaving the bathroom before I've read a little bit of the Bible and I've prayed. I first set my heart on Scripture, okay? Then second, when I'm hitting the office, throughout the day in the office, I'm pausing to pray. I'm using the iPhone timer to get myself to (sighs) big, deep breath in and remember who I am in Christ. Third principle, when I get out of the office and I head home, the first thing I want to do is get outside to a real place to do real things, to to move my body around and just be outdoors so that I just slow down the noise and get out into space. Fourth principle that I do is once dinner time hits, it's the signal to dock the phone and get away from the technology. After dinner and between bedtime That is relationship time. That's the time for the people I care about the most to have fun and to enjoy them. And then the sixth principle is don't go to sleep watching the news. Go to sleep reading a book. I recommend thriller novels. Incredible stuff. Incredible. It'll get your brain off of everything happening in the world. Okay, what in the world is the point of this podcast? Why are we walking through a daily routine? What's this all about? I don't need you to have a perfect daily routine. Mine is not perfect. I rarely have a perfect day where I hit all of these. But what I do have is I do have patterns and principles that slow down the speed I'm living at, that help me to pause, and that root me in who I am in Christ. The rhythms and habits of my life don't change because of the crisis. They actually got firmer in the time of the crisis because I needed more than ever Not just to run through the world and act off of anxiety and energy, but to slow down and remember who I am in Christ. Right now, what the world needs is not perfect answers from Christians. What the world needs is people who know who they are in Jesus. People who are peaceful, who are quiet inside. And the best tools that God has given us to get there are actually Spirit-empowered rhythms, habits, and disciplines that cultivate godliness. No one becomes peaceful, quiet-hearted, and full of spirit-empowered courage by accident in a crisis. It's the product of the simple habits that they have throughout the day. So I hope a little insight into what my daily routine is like Is just helpful to help you cultivate those habits and rhythms in your life. You don't have to take every single one of them that I mention, but I think actually the principles behind them, every one of us can look at some of those principles. Let Scripture be central to how you start your day. Learn to pause to pray throughout your day. Learn to get outside and do real things with real people. Dock your phone so that your phone doesn't dominate you. You dominate it. Actually intentionally cultivate healthy relationships with the key people in your life and clear out space to actually be a reader and to learn. I actually think all of those principles, however you put them in action in your life, would be the sort of thing that could help you to have a quiet heart in crazy times. I hope this equips you. That's the goal of this podcast, is to give you some tools to live faithfully and fruitfully for Christ. And so my hope is a little insight into some of what I'm trying to do will be helpful to help you to continue to pursue Christ and live faithfully for Him in the middle of these times.